Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. I'm Lisa Stone, and you're listening to Parenting Aces. Welcome to Season 12 of the Parenting Aces podcast, a proud member of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Lisa Stone, and this week we are talking new tennis tech, specifically virtual reality and a product called Sense Arena. We have with us Yannick Yoshizawa and Nick Monroe, both former college tennis players, Nick went on to have a very successful professional tennis career, is now coaching professional tennis player Jack Sock. Yannick is full-time with Sense Arena and is the VP of the tennis side of the company. And I am so, so excited for y'all to hear what this innovative company is bringing to the world of junior tennis development, college tennis, and professional tennis training. This is something so unique and so exciting, and I, I just, I'm thrilled for y'all to get exposed to Sense Arena and the possibilities for helping your players be their best selves. So, uh, without further ado, I want to bring on Nick and Yannick. Enjoy! Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Nick Monroe, Yannick Yashizawa, welcomes to the Parenting Aces podcast. I'm so excited to learn more about Sense Arena, what you guys are doing, and how you are using it to help junior players become their best selves. So welcome. Good morning. It's early here on the West Coast, so I'm still nursing my second cup of coffee. So, <laughs> well, Thanks so much for having us. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to start with you, Yannick, because I want you to give us a little bit of the backstory of Sense Arena, um, why you created it and what it is. And and then we're going to jump into how players can use it to improve their game. Yeah. um, Yeah. First of all, thanks, Lisa. Appreciate you having us, especially in the early morning of the West Coast. Um, To give a little bit of a background, a full background, the company itself was founded in Prague, Czech Republic, uh, by actual former basketball player himself. His name is Bob Tativa. And back then, after his career in basketball, he got exposed to virtual reality in a completely different realm of uh, marketing. Um, And but with his background in athletics and then exposed to technology, it clicked for him that how that type of technology, virtual reality, all the way back in 2016, was so realistic and how it could help athletes uh, already at that point. 
So in the end of 2017, uh, Bob, as you may or may not know, you know, Czech Republic has a huge background in hockey. Uh, and then as well as will come into tennis. But at that point, you know, we had a it's a huge uh, hockey country. And as well, his son was uh, starting to play hockey as a 10 year old. And his whole vision uh, starting then was the ability for you to basically recreate all the different scenarios in the eyes without having that body tear but also for you, for your brain that, as we all know, you know, it goes apart from the physical, the technical aspect, the brain, the mental side of any sports, it's, it's incredibly important. So by just having more repetitions, your brain being able to understand different scenarios, um, that was basically the whole uh, story on how he started all the way, you know, the company was founded in 2017, started in 2018 completely on the B2B aspect of just going to training centers, teams. Um, and as we know, uh, the whole world took a turn in 2020 uh, with COVID happening. And which then the, with the technology evolving, then uh, MetaQuest, uh, Facebook, uh, was able to create a much more accessible product, hardware, for it baby to be too accessible to any parent, junior, uh, you know, and that's the platform that we use. So it started in 2020, it became basically available to anyone in their home. And as you know, back then you couldn't go to a training center to train. So then kids were just training at home. So fast forward now to end of 2021, where the hockey was pretty self-sustainable. You know, we have five NHL teams that use it. Uh, about 20 D1 schools and about 100 pro players who use it, apart from over uh, current, like over 3,000, you know, just hockey junior players that are using for. So that's with the success, it was like, okay, we can go into other sports. Uh, and that's, as we know, Czech Republic has a huge history in tennis as well. Um, and then from a technical side, uh, it was very similar because in hockey, you have the stick that you need to use to handle the puck. And then in tennis, you need to use a racket. So you never had contact with your hand. So therefore, tennis was decided to come as the second sport, uh, which, you know, we have Martina Navratilova uh, from Czech Republic as well, who was very interested and helped us develop everything. And then uh, as you, we have here, Nick Moreau, uh, and we have all other six advisors who also help us develop all the drills, all the physics, and all basically the proposition of this tool to help, um, of course, any aspiring players uh, that we talk about it, you know, anyone who wants to get better, Sensorina basically gives that ability for you to work on that mental, your brain, and so on. But first and foremost, we all know that our brain is being huge developing during those ages, you know, from 10 to 17 year old. Therefore, this uh, we just believe that's the target audience who can basically develop the most and, you know, take the most advantage of Sense Arena. So sorry for the long spill here, uh, but we just launched uh, November 2nd. And the beautiful thing about Sensorina, and as Nick knows as well, it has also just within these four months has changed so much. You know, it has improved uh, everything about it, and we continue to do so. Uh, and I think that's the ability of the the virtual world. And then at the end of the day, to make sure parents are listening to this, 
uh, our end goal. It's not to, you know, have kids to spend more and more time in VR. It's actually to just complement their training with this because we believe on how your brain is so important. But at the end of the day, the goal is to help players, you know, just to perform better, win more matches, get better rankings, which at the end of the day, that's getting back on the court. Right. right. So we're not replacing on-court training, but we're complementing with a more efficient way to train. I love that. Nick, you know, from the coach's perspective, um, one of the things that comes up pretty regularly every time a new tech product comes to market is that coaches are concerned it's going to take money out of their pockets. You know, if if players can do it on their own, then that means they're spending less time on the court with the coach, which means the parents are paying less money to the coach. And, you know, we we don't want that to happen. We want coaches to feel like they're they can use technology such as Sense Arena as a complement to what they're offering on court, not as a replacement for what they're offering on court. So can you talk a little bit about this from the coaching side? Um, and then I want you to talk about it from the player side, because certainly you have held all those roles, as has Yannick. Um, and, and you know, reassure the junior coaches out there that we're not looking to replace them. We're We're looking to give them more tools to be able to do their job more effectively. Yeah, Lisa, I think you I think you said it right. I mean, look, you know, being a pro player on the tour for 18 years, you know, retiring last year at the US Open, um, I was on tour for a very long time. And as a player, I mean, you're always looking for an edge, right? I mean, the, the line is so thin and as juniors and the professional level to to become higher ranked, to become a better player. And so you should always be looking for an edge as a player. Um, and then from the coaching perspective, you know, you should want your player to be able to find that edge, you know, mm-hmm. obviously helping them on court with with different drills to improve their game. But then also now with the sense arena, you're able to, you know, virtually see things, you're able to do different drills. And whether it's in the warm up for 15 minutes before you actually get on court, whether it's after, I mean, visualization is is so key in tennis and in any sport, um, you know you know, mentally and the night before, and even in the morning thinking about, okay, how am I going to win points tomorrow by match? How am I going to win points? And, you know, when you wake up in the morning, how am I going to win points to, to improve and get better and uh, win more matches? Right. So again, with Sensorina, when you're able to put it on, when you're able to hold the racket and do specific drills, that gives you more of a feeling of, okay, when I see these fast volleys, I'm ready for those. And the movement that you're able to do with the racket in hand, uh, the visualization that you're able to see from the court and the ball coming at you through Sensorina is just so helpful. And, you know, it's another way to, again, as a player and as a coach, find that extra edge that you need to, to be successful. So, you know, I don't, I don't think as a coach, they should look at it as, oh, wow, this could take money out of my pocket. This is just another tool to help the player become a better, a better player. Right. Right. And just to kind of build on what you're saying, Nick, um, so that our, our listeners understand what we're talking about here, since arena is, it's a virtual reality tech that requires the virtual reality glasses and you guys are partnered with meta or working with meta um to use their their hardware right yannick yeah so basically just i think the simple way the meta store is like a apple app store right so they have just different application softwares 
So once you have the MetaQuest 2, which is the headset, the hardware, what we do, we provide the software uh, inside of the hardware. And then the only hardware that we sensor in and provide, it's the racket. Uh, and again, to provide the most realistic feeling from that aspect of visualization that Nick was talking about, you know, we're not here to teach you how to best hit your top spin forehand, but we know that if you have that feeling of your racket in your hand, your brain is going to be able to associate even more with the real feeling that you have it. So therefore, we do what we call a haptic racket, uh, which has a very similar balance and weight to a regular racket. And so, you know, it doesn't look when you look at it, but when you put the virtual reality, I would say it's very it's similar to your actual head radical that you would have it at home. Uh, and then, you know, of course, as a player, by having your racket in your hand, it then makes it even more real to them. And the haptic part comes when you actually make contact with the ball, the racket vibrates, which again, we're not here to replicate exactly the weight of the ball, but it sends a signal to your brain. So your brain recognizes that you're making uh, contact. Right. And and again, just to clarify, we're not talking about hitting an actual tennis ball with an actual tennis racket. We're talking about uh, a tool that replicates the feel of holding a racket in your hand. And then the tennis ball itself is a virtual tennis ball that you see when you wear the goggles. I, my only experience with virtual reality, uh, my nephew has the goggles and and brought them over one day and we were playing a game where I had like a like a lightsaber looking thing that I had to whack stuff with. And I ended up whacking my dog, um, which <laughs> my kids got on video. But it, it I will say just from, you know, for somebody that didn't grow up with this kind of technology, it took me a few minutes to to figure out how to maneuver and all, but but once I got the feel of it, it became very natural. And I'm guessing that kids growing up in this time, you know, who have had this technology already for several years now, you know, this is just another piece of software that they can utilize to help in a very specific area of their lives, being their tennis. I, I just think it's so cool. And I I love anything that is helping kids become better at their passion, whatever that is. One cool thing that Nick, I would love for you to speak to is using this technology during injury recovery, because I feel like, you know, I, one of the questions I get quite often is, you know, my kids out with a hurt fill in the blank and, you know, it's out for several weeks. How do we make sure their tennis doesn't spiral downward during that period of time? What can they do to maintain their fitness level, their hand-eye coordination, et cetera, et cetera. So Nick, I'd love to hear your thoughts as a coach and, and as a player on how this technology could help kind of bridge that gap during recovery stages. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, look, I, I think obviously depending on the injury and whether you, whatever it might be, but anything in tennis is reps or anything in any sport is reps. So when you're able to put the goggles on, still hold the racket in your hand, and there's so many different drills that you can do through this VR, you know, you can do reflex volleys, you can do return of serves, you can see different surfaces, clay, grass, which visually is, is 
you know, very cool to feel like you're actually on the court, you're hitting the ball, you're having to you're, move your hands for reflexes. So, you know, again, with, with the sense arena, you can make the turns and the movements for the forehand, the backhand, things like that. But then also if you're doing reflex volleys, maybe you just work on putting your hands out in front and just being quick with your hands. So, you know, again, if you're injured, depending on what it is, there's so many different um, drills that you can do to still, again, have that feeling of the racket in the hand, be able to see a ball coming at you, be able to have the reflex, be reflexes, be able to have the shot selection, um, even, you know, just hitting down the middle, you know, there's, there's drills where you're just down the middle with, with the player throughout the, through the set. So again, just the visualization process is, is just so, so key for any sport and since arena has just made it uh, significantly important and even better for kids and pro players and adults to become better players. Yannick, can you speak to the amount of space that is necessary to utilize Sense Arena to its fullest capabilities? I'm talking physical space because I I can just see the parents sitting here going, oh my gosh, you know, my my vase on my coffee table is going to be in, you know, shattered um, if my kid's using this. But can you speak to that a little bit? Yes. Uh, so, you know, of course, the whole also aspect of virtual reality and the ability now to use VR is for us, it was to have ability for people to do it at basically anywhere, right, including mm-hmm. their homes more than anything. So uh, there is different, all the drills, they have different capabilities according to your space. So if you have been in VR, you always have to set out your boundaries mm-hmm. to see how much space you have. First of all, so therefore, if you get out of this space, the basically the software shuts down, and then you can actually see where you are. Um, so you know, again, that basically automatically you can set up however much space you have it. So then, when you go into Sense Arena, basically there are different settings that you can set up. That basically there are drills that are totally vision. Uh, you know, for you just to sit, you can literally sit on a chair. And just like follow the ball and basically work on your ball anticipation, recognition, and so on. That is just basically visual. And then there's other drills that actually you can set up if you're in an indoor court that you can actually set up a big area, you know, to either return a serve or to actually move it around and hit a running outside forehand. So again, what we usually recommend uh, is to have at least a minimum of 12 by 12. Um, square fit. Uh, but again, you can do literally sitting down some of these drills, and then you can do it as big as you can, uh, depending on the space that you have it. So I would say to the parents, it's always good to prevent that you're not too close to any glass or TV, um, but because it also feels very, very immersive. And that's the beauty of it is that like you lose completely sense of space because it feels so realistic. Right. And then that's, you know, you're hearing the crowd noise and you're hearing all these different things. As you said, let's say you hear your dog because you just feel it like you actually it's not only the visualization, but it's your feelings and emotions that it brings it up to this. Right. And then as Nick said, and I think I would like to touch on this power of visualization. You know, I was speaking to a parent actually of a 13 year old today um, and we were talking about visualization and he said, you know, He's tried to implement that with his son with just different techniques and different uh, ways to do it. But his son always gets bored. He's like, it's not engaging. You know, like the kids nowadays, there's no way they're going to sit there, close their eyes for 10 minutes, which (laughs) is still extremely important. But 
if you have the ability to engage and provide this now in a much more enhanced uh, visual that this generation is used to it nowadays, that's their benchmark, then you can com uh, completely you know, turn the key and say, hey, you can visualize you hitting that best forehand that you want to hit it tomorrow through this. And their brain basically is able to recognize much faster. So cool. Nick, can you, going back, um, talk a little bit about the drills that are included in the tennis software and how you're using those to help Jack Sock improve his game. And then maybe, you know, talk a little bit about what you feel like the crossover is to junior tennis development. Uh, yeah, I mean, as Yannick said, look, there, there's so many different drills. I mean, I what I like is to be the ability in the beginning just to be hitting the ball down the middle. You can just work on kind of your footwork. You know, if you have a 12 by 12 space, even if it's smaller, you can still have a little space to make, you know, your movements and your turns for your forehands and your backhands. Um, one drill that I really love are the reflex volleys, obviously playing doubles for the last nine years on tour and and being top 30 in the world. That's something that you know, you have to really work on all the time as a doubles player are your fast hands, right? You know, you, you can never, you can never think that your hands are too fast, right? Even if you're Roger Federer or Rafa Nadal, there's always something to work on. So for me, the reflex volleys um, are always so key. And I, and I think also a lot of juniors don't uh, work on volleys enough mm. um, their practices. So there's through the volley drills, you know, that helps as well. Um, also I, I think a lot of juniors don't work on the return of serve enough. So being able to hit more returns of serves, um, I think is key, um, which you can do through sense arena. And then again, just uh, again, I can't say enough, just ability of repetition and being able to hold the racket in the hand, um, being able to just swing and have a feeling and seeing a ball go over a net and just that visualization of seeing it go over the net you know, X amount of times. And, you know, there's certain, certain drills you can do. Okay. How many are you going to make out of 10 on the reflex volley? So did I make seven out of 10? How many returns of service I make? So you can make it fun and competitive within yourself to say, okay, today I did seven out of 10 tomorrow. I want to try to do eight out of 10 and you want to keep getting better each day. So just that competition you can create within yourself. And, and again, just the reps is, is key. Is there the ability, is there a metaverse around this so that you can use the VR and actually play against another human in another location? Or is that something that's coming? Yeah, I can speak to that. So basically, uh, I think one thing that we wanted to very focus on in the early stages of this platform, it was for people to understand that this is a training tool more than a game. Uh, you know, there are <clears throat> different games out there uh, in tennis that you can, quote unquote, like, let's say, play against another person. Mm -hmm. Not you can see the other person, but, you know, you can play against a computer or whatnot. But we really wanted to make this as a understanding for players, parents, coaches, that this was a way for them to train. So that's why we included these drills uh, for basically for you to be able to have a task in mind which what just Nick said, and, and I'll complement and I'll jump into your question more specific, is that, you know, a lot of players, and I can tell myself included, a lot of times I would just jump on a court and hit balls, sometimes just mindlessly, you know, not thinking about anything. And this is something that even like video games has been proven that it helps on concentration and focus because you're given a task, right? And that's what we try to do in some of these drills is that even what, 
Nick was talking about just hitting down the middle, but you have the task that you're trying to hit as many balls back and forth, right? So then you're just increasing your focus. Now, mm-hmm. uh, fast forward into what you actually ask about, you know, the ability to play against one another. This is something that we go back and forth that we do have the ability, you know, to do that one day. It's not, to be completely honest, it's not in our roadmap right now because we feel that it would be a change of proposition of the product at this point. And then two, we feel also like you can imagine like playing an actual match with you need much more space, right? Uh, But what we do have, it's now we're actually releasing uh, in the next month, it's what we call competition. So you're actually going to have the ability to compete with friends and, you know, anywhere around the world on the same drills. So, you know, we have different sets of drills. You do it and you can compare your score. You can see how well you do in niche. Like you are a better focus player. You have better reflexes. You anticipate your return of serve. So then it's also an education aspect of like understanding that it's not about having this amazing forehand, but if you can actually anticipate one second faster than the other player, actually the, your forehand being amazing, it's a consequence of being able to anticipate or react or focus yeah. better. I was just thinking in terms, especially of doubles, since since we've got the double specialist with us, um, that it would be so cool, you know, for juniors to be able to train with their doubles partner, you know, I mean, in junior tennis, sometimes you don't have a doubles partner t- until the night before the tournament. So how cool would it be to, to be able to hop on sense arena together and, you know, get ready for your match the next day? Um, I don't know. I, I just, my brain's kind of going in all directions with this. Cause I just, I virtual reality just to me is is so fascinating and we're seeing so many different uh use cases for it across so many different industries right now and you know in terms of junior tennis which is you know my arena I I just I think there's so many possibilities for ways to reduce cost to parents first of all because especially for kids that live in cold climates where they're having to train and play indoors for a good part of the year. And that gets very, very costly Um, to be able to have sense arena at home or, you know, in a school gym or somewhere where it's not, you're not paying a fortune to use the space. Um, What a great way to supplement their training and keep them match tough and match ready during a time of year where, you know, parents are shelling out a ton of money for court time. Um, You know, the same with like college kids, I'm thinking, you know, college players that, you know, they're having to balance the academics and the tennis training. And I know you guys are, are working with a lot of college teams. I, I just think, you know, what a savings for the overall university and athletic department to be able to have this virtual reality training tool and and engage all the players on the team without having you know to have coaches on the court with the players or have additional courts or whatever so i just think there's so many cool things that i i'm sure are in the works and on your roadmap for the future but um since both of you did play college tennis 
Can you talk a little bit about, you know, if this had been available to you at, when you were in college and, and trying to get that academics, athletics balance, can you kind of think about how you might have used this and how it might have helped you manage your time better? Nick, let me start before, uh, because Nick has a much more accomplished career in college. Therefore, <laughs> let me start before he, he talks of it. So maybe my use case might be uh, more common to, to players. <laughs> uh, Nick, Nick, I'm sure you'll be able to compliment him anyways. But I'll just be very quick. And this is, I think, one of the reasons when, uh, you know, started working in, in Sense Arena. I, first of all, I just saw like, oh my gosh, I could totally see me using this. And I'll just give a very specific case. My backend wasn't the greatest. Uh, and I used to serve in volley a lot. And by the contracts, I used to very much dislike when people would come to the net, to my backend, right? And and I, th I think a lot of times it wasn't really regarding my technique or, you know, my footwork or whatnot, but it was just that when someone would come, my mind was just like, what do I do? I'm going to miss, you know, and and guess what, right? You have a team of 10 players. Usually you have one, two coaches there. They're not going to be able to put a player just hitting balls to your back end over and over and over again. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the part where really I felt as like, it's the self-confidence that this can give to a player just by seeing it more, you know, you start believing in yourself more. Therefore, you're going to be able to execute better when you're actually on court, right? And that's like the ability of the customization that I feel the Saints Arena can provide now of like even having a righty player or a lefty player, you know, coming to my back end and then I just can see it and I actually can do it and do a passing shot. I actually, it's just the power, again, going back to the power of visualization, Right, it's just that your self belief and your self confidence just increases tremendously. So when you're actually physically on court, you're like, I've done this a hundred times now, where I couldn't before. You know, so I'll just say that. So I, I would say I lost a lot of matches just because of this mental breakdown, mm -hmm. um, which helped me serving volley better, but definitely would have helped me there. Yeah, Yannick, I'm. I think that's that's case in point. I mean, you know, the self-confidence of being able to see enough balls going over the net, whether it's a serve, whether it's a return a serve, whether it's a volley. Um, I think yeah, I think in college and obviously in the juniors and then in pros, this is so great for, you know, your first 15 minutes and putting it into your routine of, OK, we're going to use sense arena. We're going to hit some balls down the middle. We're going to hit some reflex volleys. We're going to. So again, just adding it to the routine, seeing enough balls go over the net, being competitive with yourself. You know, how many are you going to get out of 10 of whatever it might be, forehand cross court, backhand cross court? Um, so using it in college would have been beneficial, I think, um, you know, before practices, even after practice. But then also we had a lot of rotations where we had like, you know, four or five guys on the court. And so, you know, it'd be like, all right, one guy's hitting six balls. The other guy's kind of waiting for him. Or even if it's 20 balls, the other guy's kind of waiting. So the other guy could be doing sense arena while another one's hitting. And then while, you know, that person's hitting you didn't, then you just keep rotating. So just, I think the rotations of being able to mix in the sense arena, and that also is great for the juniors, the pros and college. So again, you know, it just creates that self-confidence because you're able to visually see the ball go over the net. And as Yannick said, it definitely would have improved his backhand passing shot more if he had it in college. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I'm just, you know, as y'all are talking, I'm thinking about, you know, days where there's inclement weather and you can't be out on the court. So as a junior coach or a college coach, having Sense Arena available for the players to, you know, continue to train, even when the weather isn't being so favorable, even during rain delays at tournaments. I mean, I just, you know, again, my wheels are turning about the different ways that this could be utilized by junior players, by college players, um, to help them, you know, maintain all of their skills, even when court time or weather or finances don't allow for a traditional training opportunity. Yeah. And I think, I mean, obviously one really cool thing about Sensorina is being able to uh, increase the wind in Sensorina. So, you know, when you'll see a ball coming at you and moving and a lot of junior players aren't confident in the wind, right? So if you're able to put on Sensorina, put on the VR, see the wind moving the ball, be able to hit the ball within this virtual reality, then when it comes to actually doing it on court, you're going to feel more comfortable, right? And I think that that's uh, another just, what you know, a great tool that they've been able to implement with this wind, wind pattern um, that I think can help junior players. And adult players. Say, I will uh, just say I played yeah. a league match yesterday and I swear the ball was doing this in the air every shot over the net. My partner and I looked at each other and were like, we hate this. <laughs> it's so miserable. And I think that is such a cool feature is that the wind feature. And then you have a sun feature too, right, Yannick? Yeah, correct. Uh, we have shades, you know, if you're playing in the morning, the afternoon, uh, and as well playing at night, right? A lot of people don't like playing at night. So again, it's all about having that mental uh, aspect of like just feeling a little bit more comfortable, right? And I would just like to give one uh, example here outside actually of tennis, but we had a kid who was very scared of heights. And I don't know if there is actually a software in um, in virtual reality that basically they put you in two buildings and a plank between the two buildings and you need to walk in the plank. Right. And then basically it was and we feel, uh, you know, the immersive part of it. And then this kid who I believe was 11, he just started doing a little bit every day. So he overcame that fear that he had. You know, and then again, it, it just goes back of like, and this is very relatable just of what Nick was talking about, the wind. It's just that like, it's a windy day, you already start thinking, oh my gosh, you know, it's going to be awful. I'm going to break three rackets. And, you know, it's, it, it, is, it is what it is, right? So you just go in, so, you know, maybe taking a little bit of that frustration out in Sense Arena or just feeling a little bit more comfortable than when you're on court, you know, that might save two out of those three rackets for the parents as well. I love that. Yeah, that's that's a huge cost savings from the parent side as the mom of somebody who went through a lot of tennis rackets. Um, I, I think that's such a cool feature. I didn't even think about that, but working through frustrations and anger using the virtual reality tool so that you can learn how you how you react to certain situations and then start to learn how to better manage your reactions so that when it comes time to play the actual match, maybe you don't have that outburst. Maybe you don't get that penalty point or that suspension point from the roving umpire. And, you know, you become uh, somebody who is more mentally tough and that, you know, 
that's a, a buzzword, I guess, in junior tennis, especially, but um, I, how cool to be able to do that virtually and train the brain and train the body to react in a more acceptable manner. Yeah, and and let me just add this, especially from the very beginning, what you just said, Lisa, on the podcast, where you know we want to make sure that coaches don't feel that they were taking clients from them, right? I, I do believe it's actually the opposite, right? It's providing them a tool that now they can increase their knowledge to provide it to these junior players of like how to cope in different ways. So I think actually just it, it gives them another tool, which even maybe, you know, it's actually helps them increase how much they get in their pocket. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, like I think it's just a way for even parents or coaches um, to have also the juniors be part of their training. Right. Because I think that's one of the toughest things that when you talk to juniors, when we do talk to them, like. When they talk about mental training, a lot of them, they think it like, oh my gosh, here I go, watch another video, which is super important, or do visualization or do all these different practice. But if you can also transform the way they train and the way they see this type of training, right, it also will help overall, I believe, the game in itself. Yeah, absolutely. Nick, um, Specifically working with Jack Sock, can you kind of dive a little bit more into day-to-day how you're implementing using Sensorina to help him do better when he's out there playing these tournaments? Yeah, I mean, look, I think I think for any player, whether it's juniors, professional, it's just how do you implement it into your routines? You know, every player has their specific 40 minute warm up before a practice or, you know, and then 30 minute warm up before a match. And so for us, it's a lot about just making sure that, look, we'll put it on for a little bit, 10, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, get the eyes moving. Right. I think it helps getting his eyes moving, um, you know, with some of the reflex volleys, some of just the ball sitting down the middle and then being able to then say, okay, now we can jump on the court and get going. So a lot of it, it's more about kind of in the beginning of practice, just wanting to wanting for him to kind of get his eyes moving, get the body moving, And, um, you know, and then obviously then we get on court and we get some extra reps in. So again, it's just how, you know, implementing it into your routine. It doesn't need to be for one hour, two hours, whatever it might be. Obviously if the weather's not great and you want to do a little bit more then that's what you do. But for us, it's more about, okay, we hit, we hit it for 10, 15 minutes and then let's get on the court and then, and then work there. So again, it just helps getting your eyes moving, your body moving and, and the feeling of having the racket in the hand as well um, is, is just such a great feature. Yeah. I want to expand on that, getting the eyes moving thing, because I don't think a lot of people incorporate that in their warm up, And it's not really something we've touched on much at parenting aces. I have had, um, actually I've done a couple podcasts on eye training, visual training and the importance of it, but, specifically understanding what needs to happen right before a player gets on the court. Um, I'm not sure we really understand that piece of things. So can you kind of dig a little deeper into how Sense Arena does that eye, eye movement training? Yeah. I mean, look, you know, when you're on the court, obviously once you hit the professional level, the ball's coming so fast. So you need to be ready from the very first ball, you need to be ready to go. And so through Sense Arena, 
obviously when the ball's coming at you, let's say if it's re- with the reflex volley drill, the, you know, the ball is literally right on top of you so quickly. And so you have to be engaged, you know, and a lot of players and warmups, a lot of junior players will, or sorry, professional players will have their coach kind of throw the ball at them, not through the three. And I'm just saying in warm up, they'll have their coach throw a ball off a wall, kind of like a hockey deal, throw it off the wall, try to catch it with your hand. So now if you do it with sense arena, then you're able to see this ball coming at you. You're able to just kind of be quick with your eyes to hit the volley, be quick with your eyes to hit a return of serve. And so anything, again, just visualization. So you, anything just coming at you and doing something for 10 minutes, 15 minutes before stepping on the court um, is it, it, huge. That's so cool. I love that. Um, Yannick, can you touch on the specifics of how someone purchases Sense Arena? Um, tell us your website, the cost of the software, the cost of the hardware needed, and um, any other particulars that we need to know. Yeah. Uh, so our website is very simple. It's tennis.sensorina.com. Uh, as you may know, we already also have hockey. So if you do have one the kid that plays tennis and other hockey, there you go. So one-stop shop. Um, for us, as far as the we're a subscription company, um, because what we just said in the beginning, you know, the platform, uh, what it is today, it's going to continue to evolve. So we want to make sure that we are continuously improving the platform for juniors, for parents, for coaches. Uh, we start actually at 19 bucks a month. Uh, we have two different uh, plans, uh, basically depending on the futures that you want. And we have monthly as well as annual uh, different subscriptions. So it starts at 19 uh, bucks. And, you know, if you want to pay monthly, it's 39 bucks. So again, it just depends of your needs and wants uh, at that specific time. Um, and you can do everything through the computer, you know, you just sign up, it takes five minutes and there's much more information uh, within the website as well um, that you can uh, have it. And then uh, let's have a play whenever you share this, um, you know, we can also, we have a support and my email, my contact, if there are any other questions, um, we're always happy to answer. And we'll have all those links in the show notes on parentingaces.com. One thing that I thought was really smart that you guys did, one of many things, but one that jumped out at me was the fact that you can actually order the meta goggles um, through a link on your website. The the haptic racket, does that come with the purchase of the software or do you purchase that separately as well? Yeah, so uh, the MetaQuest, we have a link there for anyone to buy it if you don't have it yet. Uh, but also you can just buy it in any major electronic store. Um, the haptic rackets, when we have the annual pro subscription plan, which comes with it, uh, the other plans you need to buy separately, which again, if you go through uh, our store, uh, it gives you the option uh, to choose the size of the racket and whatnot when you're going through that process. Yeah, super cool. Super cool. Well, guys, I really appreciate you coming on and diving into Sense Arena, sharing the features and the applications that are appropriate for junior players, college players, junior coaches, college coaches. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how this company grows and and the addition of features as, as you get more experience in you know, developing this, it is, it's the future. I mean, it really is. And virtual reality is here to stay. AI is here to stay. 
And so we all just need to embrace it and um, take advantage of how it can make our lives easier and better and more productive. And again, thank you so much for taking time. Nick, I know you were on coach duty this week, and um, so I'll let you get back to it. Uh, but guys, I hope you'll come back as as more features are added and and keep sharing with the Parenting Aces community. Yeah, Lisa, thanks so much for having us. You know, look, since Arena, like as you said, it's it's here to stay. It's it's in, you know, as a player, you're always looking for that edge. And this is the edge that will help, you know, juniors, adults, professional players get that extra, that extra win. So uh, so you know, we're happy to share the knowledge and uh hopefully hopefully people will start uh taking a look. Yeah, thank you, Lisa. And then also just your compliment and and say thanks to you because I think what you're doing there just by trying to bring more knowledge and different education to to parents, uh, it's definitely a big aspect of um, of tennis. You know, uh, parents, the more parents know, the more their kids are going to know as well. So um, thank you for doing what you do. Thank you. And to my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We will catch you next time on Parenting Aces. I'm Lisa Stone, and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast for tennis parents by a tennis parent. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us and write a review on iTunes. For more information on navigating the junior and college tennis journey, please visit us online at parentingaces.com. Thanks for tuning in and sharing us with your tennis community.